0: Welcome to the Real Estate Unhinged podcast, where we explore real experiences out in the field that no one talks about. We hope you laugh, share, and join us seeing filtros with a splash of our New England Spanglish flavor. Let's get real with the legends before us. I'm your host, Keishla. Hey, hey, everyone. We are back. And I had just got back from California. We are not to mention, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on this, I'm not sure. Uh, But I am the, I'm a part of the NARA Boston chapter, which means the National Association of of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. I always forget that Hispanic part, which is the most important part. Um, And they usually have a convention every year, they have a couple of them um, every year, and this past year, it was in California, San Diego, California, which was my first time ever going to California and to the National Convention. I usually stayed local. So, um, I was in California for about five days, um, which is hard being a mom. Thankfully, it was partly, um, the weekend and we left on a Wednesday night so Thursday Friday you know the whole shebang was taken care of and um, my partner was very good about taking care of the kids while I was gone so um, while I was there they had some amazing speakers and amazing events and amazing um, workshops and just you know the whole thing was just beautiful the location is beautiful San Diego is gorgeous um, it's a little bit if you've never been there, it's literally like Florida with Puerto Rico, with Boston, with just beauty all combined all together. So you literally have the most perfect weather. I was I'm usually always cold. That's why I hate New England, even though I was, you know, raised here. Um but I am just over the cold. So I was always cold anywhere I am here. And now that we're back in Massachusetts, I'm fucking cold and I have the heat on and I don't care what anyone says. But anyways, so in San Diego, the weather was just perfection, literally perfection. No matter what I was wearing, I was never once cold. There was one time where I was cold and it was in the, in the hotel room um, where the convention was being held and it was just, you know, thousands of people in there, of course, are going to bump up the AC. But anyways, so I was just astonished with the perfection of weather, perfection of beauty, um, the artsy, you know, neighborhood and it's just it has a little bit of everything it had houses that looked like puerto rico it had houses that looked like boston with the brick and mortar and you know it was just gorgeous it had a little bit of everything that i love from everywhere that i've ever been and for those of you that know me know me that know that i love florida so it had palm trees everywhere it had um, snake plants that would live outside like they wouldn't die like any of these things even in my house they, they would die because I wouldn't feed them but you know it, it was just perfection everything was just perfect and even though there was a shit ton of you know homeless people which sucks and it was just like I understand why you would live out here homeless compared to you know Massachusetts where you'd freeze your ass off any given day um, so yeah anyways back to my story Love San Diego. Love to go back. Love it, love it, love it. I hear that next year NARAP is doing their convention in Miami, which I'm all for. Um, super excited about that one for next year. But anyways, the whole point about this was um, I went to one of the programs or sessions where my team lead, Michelle Farman, um, was being on the panel and she was about to speak or whatever so they were doing their whole spiel about like women empowerment latina empowerment within the community and how we are going to continue moving forward with the latina empowerment movement and just kind of giving the vibes of what these top latin women um, in the country are doing and everything was great. Everyone had some really great feedback. And all of a sudden, one of the guys, there was a couple of guys in the room, like 90% of the room or maybe like 99% of the room was literally women. Okay. Cause we were excited to hear other powerful women succeeding and doing their thing and, you know, living amazing lives and making shit ton of money. And there was a couple of men in the room, which must've been intimidating, but this jackass <laughs> for lack of better terms gets up in the you know at the end of the the session because it was questioned and he starts off by saying um something like oh I'm with you know I I don't want to say what company he was with but whatever um I'm with whatever whatever his name forget his name and he's like how he's like how do you um as a woman leader uh how do you serve your man in your life to make sure that he feels good about himself and at first we we're like okay makes sense whatever I get it you know top woman boss lady we we need to make sure we our our partners are taken care of and feel that masculine energy or whatever so then he continues which he, he made a big mistake he continues to talk and finish his question and says, you know, there's there's a lot of females nowadays in this modern age that are turning into having more of a masculine energy in order for them to continue living successful business and lives. And um, then we, you know, most of the crowd was like, woohoo, yay, awesome, amazing women, we are fucking awesome, amazing, we're leaders, this and that, that, and this and you know, yeah, it takes a masculine energy for us to continue moving forward and just th- thrive within our communities. And he made a comment saying, yeah, masculine, ma- being masculine is not good. And everyone in the freaking room was like, what, bro? Bro, bro, do, do you know what room you're in full of Latinas? And then you come out of nowhere saying that women cannot hold or should not be holding that masculine energy in order for us to continue moving forward with our business and lives? Like, what? What What were you fucking thinking, you moron? So, <laughs> there was a couple of comments where other women were like, Shut the door! Let's beat him up! Like, just joking around, you know? Just, But it was true, honest feelings. Even myself, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Clearly, you're lacking in something in your life. That you came into a room full of women... To talk shit to women in front of women to tell them that their masculinity is wrong. And, you know, so we were like, okay, gave the floor to the panels after everybody in the room had a comment like, what the fuck are you doing in this room if that's how you feel? And then I personally just like, okay, well, clearly someone's neglecting him in his life. If he's in here saying that and upset with his wife, clearly he's not adding value to her and she has to pick up the pieces. If he's in here complaining to a bunch of women, um, in a stranger in you know, in a random strange room with a bunch of strangers, you know? And, um, so they gave the floor to the panelists and they're basically like, you know, One of the women, she's like, my husband is in the room and he knows that we are a team and without him, I wouldn't be able to do this. And, you know, he turns around and he speaks up himself in the back and he's like, she does not need me to do this. She really doesn't, which showed proof of the most in line relationship couple in the world where the man gives all the credit to the woman when he, she is full-on right doing her fucking thing, and the man is so secure with himself, and that is, what, that is what it comes down to. He is so secure with himself that he knows that she don't fucking need him, but yet they are a team, they work together, they are flourishing in this business that they are creating, and then the other woman on the panel I probably should have gathered their names but um the other woman was like you know what being a masculine energy I try not to do that and she was more of the one of the softer women on the stage let's put it that way Um, And she's like, I enjoy being feminine. I enjoy everything about it. But there are some attributes that you do require to be masculine in order to get the job done, which I 100% agree. And then um, she's like, but I do have a partner that takes care of me and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we work as a team. And then Michelle Of course, I felt like needed to say this and thank God she did because she was the only one on the team that was basically, on the panel that was basically single and she's like, listen, I have been single for a very long time and I am single now and she did it with a partner and she's still doing it now without a partner and it can be done by yourself, which encouraged a million of the people that were in the room because most women, require are required to get the shit done by themselves we are so responsible for getting so much shit and handling so much shit within our daily lives that it's no wonder why our masculinity energy comes out because it is required and then we had another discussion and I'm like thinking back into my life like yeah I would love to just let it be and not have to make the decisions and not have to be the tough guy and not like it's a persona. Yes, you meet me and anyone could tell you, yeah, Kiki is awesome, but don't fuck with her. She's she can be a bitch if she needs to be. Yes, absolutely. You're not going to fuck with me. But I feel like I've gotten harder and more rough around the edges and I'm now starting to. I don't know, embrace my feminine side a lot more, which is um, something that I used to just not do. And I feel like everyone gets to a point in their life through experience, everyone goes through that transition of needing to use more masculine energy. And because it required it, because they were put into situations where other men in particular made them feel less than because they were acting in their feminine uh, energy, but were being portrayed as if they didn't know jack shit about jack shit. And that is one thing that I quickly learned um, in the business, because you can be as knowledgeable as possible, but... If the man thinks he's fucking King Kong, you know, the king of the world, he will try, some men that are insecure will try and put you in your place. When in reality, they don't know shit about shit and they're just thinking, oh, she's a woman, she don't know jack shit. And let me tell you, I have played my cards both sides. I have played up the part of me being a dumb bitch just so you can be a dumb man and fall for it and I get away with whatever the fuck I need to get away with. Or I will square up with you verbally, of course, and tell you to fuck off if I need to. There is, I feel like there is a necessity for both in this world, especially in a day and age where everybody and their mother thinks that they have a voice and that they can tell people to fuck off and that they can tell people exactly how they feel. Of course, there is a necessity for the masculine energy to protect you because you are sometimes in a survival mode. So, for me personally, I got very irate over it because I'm like, okay, this dude clearly has his own issues, which I was like, whatever, doesn't mean anything to me. But now I'm thinking, now we're having a discussion about the masculine energy that these women are carrying, and some men are looking at it as a downfall. But. Most women do not want to carry this strong persona everywhere they go. It is a shield. For me, personally, 1,000%, it is a shield to protect me and mine, okay? I would a 1,000% want to come home and just relax and do jack shit and just fall into my feminine side. But the life that I live does not allow it at the moment. The man that I have ever been with had an issue with that. And I was scarred a long time ago because when I did allow myself to finally fall into that feminine role of being a housewife, I was betrayed. I was hurt. I was had the rug taken from under me and I swore to myself, and I still do to this day, that I will never ever allow that to happen to me again. So for me, myself and I, it is through experience that I had to be, I was forced to transition into a world where my masculine, my masculine energy had to come out first in order for me to feel protected and safe because the situations that I was put in, the way that I was raised, the way that I experienced life I did not have the opportunity to feel safe enough for me to feel that feminine warmth side and freely express that in order for me to get whatever needed to get done, no. And that's, my, that's a lot of experiences, especially if you're a single mother, there's a lot of hard choices that harden you up because you gotta now be both the father and the mother and you still have to find energy to, to still be loving and caring to your kids and make sure that they don't get too fucked up emotionally because they need that release and to also have that strong role model that will tell them, no, this is how it's gonna be, this is the rules, this is how we get shit done. And for me, that's my exact experience. When I was a child, I was not allowed to express how I felt. They were basically, you know, if you cry, I'll give you a reason to cry. If you were upset and you were crying for whatever emotional reason, stop crying or I'll give you a real reason to cry. I was not allowed to be upset when I was a kid. So I carried that through my adolescence. And I realized even with other women growing up that they would not show emotion because Then a man would say, oh, she's a woman. She's being emotional. Oh, she's, you know, she's going through her time of the month. She's doing this. She's doing that. She must be hysterical. She's a woman. I quickly picked up on those cues and said, okay, so in order for me to rule and understand and lead in this world, I would need to mask how I feel, put on a poker face And basically run the shit as if nothing is bothering me. And it is a tried and true trait of many, many leaders that will not show how they feel until they are behind closed doors. Which is 100% okay. But it also goes to show that men want this feminine woman. But yet, if we do showcase that, they are automatically less than they are automatically not able to do the job correctly because they let their emotions carry them but in reality a woman can sense things miles away because of their intuition because they know what's right because they've been in that experience and they understand how the emotional effects of people are affected by certain actions for me in particular i have some my kid's father in particular. He does not comprehend emotional anything. So if my kids are upset and we need to console them, they're not going to their father because he can't physically comprehend how to deal with that. That's a whole other issue. But, so I try to overcompensate and make sure that my kids understand, yes, you are allowed to feel upset. You are allowed to feel what you're feeling right now. You Your feelings are validated, but... There's a time and a place where things can be taken care of. And usually in public, we don't allow our kids to have meltdowns or, you know, freak out or whatever. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. Which is should be the way that it should be run. You don't want to have hysterical children in the freaking store, um, you know, screaming about. The other day I was at Walmart and I had my daughter with me. And we were just looking for a couple things in the makeup aisle. And all of a sudden, I hear this little kid crying. And I'm thinking she's little, like little, little, like toddler. And no, she was the same size as my seven-year-old daughter. And she's having a straight-up meltdown. Straight-up meltdown. And I'm like, oh, my God. All right. You know, some kids have bad days. It is what it is. I'm not judging. But then all of a sudden, the mom walks by with her and she's like you need to stop crying you're such a crybaby stop it enough i'm done with you and i'm like okay this child clearly has meltdowns the parent probably clearly has meltdowns and now their mom is calling her a crybaby in public in front of other people to make her daughter feel like shit for crying in public and all the daughter did didn't even fucking phase her that her mom was calling her a crybaby which is rude and just not nice as a mom like come on um she turned around and back talked to her which is another problem in itself and was like well if i am you are if i'm a crybaby then you're a crybaby and then she just continued crying about whatever the hell she was trying to buy and wasn't allowed to buy and i'm like you know what That child needs discipline and a loving mother to show her where and when it is okay to feel and show emotions, not in the middle of Walmart, in the middle of an aisle, telling your seven-year-old daughter to stop screaming because she was screaming wicked loud and to stop calling her crybaby. It just, it doesn't add up. It's not good for our children, like be better. So anyways, for me, masculine energy is a necessity to survive. I would rather be a feminine, nice, very caring person. It's easier. It's less, um, I don't even know, less mental uh, energy required. Masculine energy is very tiring, very, you know, like shield up, chest out type of like, I got you, I got myself, I'm the leader, I'm making the decisions, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to do jack shit. I don't want to fucking be a part of any of the decision making. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be a part of anything. I just want to just be a a woman that just sits there and and, and looks pretty. Like sometimes I just want to look pretty and just sit there. Do fucking nothing and have everything be catered to me. Why not? Why can't I be taken care of like I'm taking care of everybody else? So back to the masculine and feminine for me personally it is a shield to protect me to survive to make shit happen and for the feminine side yes I don't go into that world too often because I don't have the luxury of having someone in my life to allow me to relinquish my masculine energy and have them take over I don't have that luxury There's some women that do and their man takes care of everything or their woman, whatever, um, takes care of everything. And that is a luxury that a lot of people don't don't consider. You know, like I go to work, I got to make the decisions, I got to do this, I got to do that. And then when I'm home, I'm also that masculine energy. I'm the one that makes sure the kids are disciplined. I'm the one that makes sure the kids are following the rules. I'm the one that they're taking care of. and And of course, they're loved as well so i try really hard to basically be the person that i knew i needed when i was a child not to discredit my mom but she was a tough woman and she you know worked her ass off and she did everything on her own but you know i personally felt like i needed more validation to realize that my feelings were valid and more understanding, and more compassion. So I try really hard to do that for my kids, because I didn't get it for me. So it's a very fine line, and I'm just tired of hearing about people talking about masculine energy and and feminine energy, and which one's better. No, they are both required to survive in this world. There's a time and a place for both. And some people have the luxury of being able to relinquish their masculine energy because when they finally walk in through that door at home they have someone that has that masculine energy to take over so you can then fall back into your feminine and at the moment that's just not my case so yes we are And thrive in the masculine energy in order for us to be able to take care of our children, to protect our loved ones, to make fucking money, to create our careers. Yes, it 1000% requires you as a woman to square up with a man, not physically, but just in business. And that is the only time that a man will see respect or value in you when you hold your fucking ground. Don't tell me different because I've experienced it. I know many, many men in the first moment that you sit there and act like a damsel in distress. Of course, they're going to come in and try and rescue you, which I also play the part as well. But in order to deal with men in general, you got to show up as the leader with the masculine energy prepared to fight. It is a doggy dot word out there you need to get your shit together and be fierce because the toughest of the toughest will survive and the feminine basically the feminine will be eaten alive if i put that plain and that's just my personal opinion that is me on feminine and masculine energy you need both to survive You need to understand that it's not good and it's not bad. You need to understand that there is a time and a place. I played a cop once. I'm probably incriminating myself at this point. But at one point, I played a cop and I was like, listen. He pulled me over because I don't even fucking know why. I I don't remember. Um, Oh, I had a rejection sticker on my car. It was an old car. I needed to get new tires or something. So I'm like, okay. I get pulled over. And... Um, I play the dumb, stupid girlfriend card. I'm like, oh my God, Uh, I didn't know. This is my boyfriend's car. Um, I am just going to work. And he fucking was like, okay, little girl, you're dumb and stupid. I believe you keep it moving. Bye-bye. That was one time. The next time was, um, I was actually speeding. No, actually I was not speeding. I was driving an unregistered car. And I I was like seventeen or something, very young, and the cop pulled me over and of course I played the damsel in the stress, no clue little girl and the cop was like, Oh, do you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, I don't know, officer, what's what's up? I have no idea. I wasn't even fucking speeding. I was just I went from a red light to started driving and then you pulled me over. He's like, Oh, you are driving with unregistered vehicle Um, do you have your insurance or whatever, your paperwork, whatever? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, officer. I have no idea. My mom takes care of this car. I have no clue what you're talking about. Clearly I fucking knew it was my motherfucking car. I pay for it. So of course he believes me because I played the role of what he already foresaw a woman to be. So of course, if I came out like, yeah, I know what's up. I fucked up, blah, blah, blah. How do you think that would have went? I would have been ticketed. They would have taken my car and all this other bullshit. But no, I played the part as to survival mode, played the part of the feminine, and I got away with it. He ended up escorting me home. He's like, oh, you got to get that registered. And he was a very nice man. Not to say that they're bad people because they fell for it or that I'm bad for making it happen. But the point is that men already have a pres- uh. uh a, a picture of what you already are to them so of course me being young at the time and you know playing up the part that oh my god I don't know I don't know anything they're going to fucking believe you it's very very 100 percent true and I've done it I've gotten away with it not to say that you should do that but I'm just saying personal experience that worked for me Survival of the fittest, survival of the smartest, survival of using your feminine and your masculine energies at the correct time. So for me, don't let any insecure man tell you that you're, you're being too much of a man. My response to that is if you as the man were being the man that needed to be, that I need you to be, then I would fall back. I know exactly when to shut the fuck up and let others do the talking. But since you do not show me that I am safe around you or that you are capable of making these decisions, then that is why my masculine energy will always come out. I am the type that will fall back whenever is needed. And if I'm in, a, in any scenario in my entire life, I've always noticed this. I'm very self-aware and I am a personal person I'm a my personal thing is to solve problems so for me solving a problem I, I I don't know I'm a geek about it I love solving problems if there's an issue how do I solve it I don't dwell on the issue I don't freak out I don't panic I don't you know I just want to know what is the solution this is the roadblock what is the solution how do we get around it how do we fucking kill this roadblock okay you being a man Or me in a group setting with a bunch of women and men and there is a problem and no one steps up to make a decision or make a rule or make a fucking choice. You bet your bottom dollar that I will be the one that will step up to at least get everybody on the same motherfucking page and make a decision or go in the right track to what we got to do. Because there's no way I'm going to sit there as a damsel in distress and just allow for me to be eaten alive. Like, that's just not my instinct. I am a fight type of person. I do not flee the situation. I observe. I'm aware. I analyze. And I I execute. I want to make sure it's good. I want to make sure we're taken care of. I want to make sure that the problem is solved. I do. I am not the type to dwell on the problem. So... If that makes me a bad person, if that makes me <laughs> um, someone to deal, hard to deal with, then it is what it is. I really don't care. I just want to make sure that it's put on the record straight, that women thrive in both feminine and masculine energy. It is necessary for us to live and survive and thrive in whatever we are planning on doing within our lives. And... It should not be frowned upon every single time I open my fucking phone and see someone on Instagram or on a podcast or on a video or at a fucking conference talking shit about women being masculine. If you, as a man, were taking care of your shit, you would have never come up with that dumbass question. Okay, sir, from the crowd that should have gotten slapped, um, you clearly have some personal issues. And I don't know why I'm sounding so bitter now. (laughs) I'm not mad at all. I just feel like I'm tired. I keep hearing the same shit over and over again. Men don't want masculine women. I understand where you're coming from. But there is a difference from 1802 women and women now. Now we realize we can do whatever the fuck we want. We have no man telling us what we can and cannot do. We are more vocal. We are more out there. We are more less Fearful of doing shit and failing because we know we can do it all. There was a one guy on the panel at the conference, and um, he was like, "I don't even know why I'm here. There's a bunch of women. There, you know, I don't. I want to talk the least amount." And he said at the end, after that man said this stupid comment, um, he said something like, "You know, for me, I always think," and it came out wrong, but I understood what he meant. He said, "If a woman can." go home, wake up in the morning, take care of their kids, bring them to school, go to work, kick ass all day long, come home, take care of her kids, feed her family, work a little bit more, get ready for bed, and do it all over again the next day. Then what, the way he said it was, then I can do it too, and what he actually meant was If she's doing all of this motherfucking shit in a daily basis, every single day, taking care of her life, taking care of her kids, taking care of her fucking business, there is no excuse for me as a man, as a man to not be able to do the same level of success as the women in the room. And it is true. We are multitaskers. We are fucking flexible. We do everything. But that means we would that doesn't mean we wouldn't appreciate somebody else helping out, you know, if they're not already there. So I don't know. That was my final thought was he understands how women operate, how strong we are, how much we actually take care of everything and run shit the way we should and how it should be. So he's basically saying if a woman can do all that motherfucking thing because he knows he couldn't, then there is no excuse for him not to be successful when all he has to do is take care of himself, literally take care of himself. And I agree with that. I do agree with that. You can, for the men that have no kids, even women that have no kids, um, once you get kids, it gets real complicated and real fast. And for me, children are no joke. I have three of them on my own and it is not a joke. Sometimes I just want to get on a plane and run away and never look back. And, you know, it is what it is. That's just what I would say. My life wouldn't be the same and I would feel horrible. But sometimes I feel like fucking running away. It's no joke. They test you every which fucking way. They don't tell you how hard it actually is to raise kids and then try having a career on top of that and then try having a fucking partner that doesn't believe the fact that you should be out there running your business and you know doing all that shit that's why we didn't work that well you know what i mean he wanted the money to come in but he wanted me to also be the housewife and do all this other shit and it just didn't work did not work did not work but you know it is what it is um so that's my final thoughts of the day. Feminine and masculine energy is required depending on the situation that you have. And of course your surroundings and all that. But it is part of life. It is part of a woman and it is part of both. And men have feminine femininity as well. So once you find someone that understands that you need both and there's a time and a place for both, I think you're on a great path to understanding how life truly is and how it truly works and what you should really be doing. So for me, I'm not there yet. i um, getting there, but not there yet. And I truly believe that my masculine energy is my way of coping, my way of protecting myself and having a shield up. But at the end of the day, if you actually know me, I'm a softy. I'm a pushover. I am just... A feminine little girl that just wants to be loved. That's it. (laughs) But I will tell you to fuck off the instant you piss me off. So, you know, take the good with the bad. Anyways, that is the end of my podcast today. I hope you got some insights on that and some uh, life lessons. I guess. Uh, No judging from me. Uh, You know, you do what you want to do, and it's your life. Uh, And it's my life. And you know, at the end of the day, it's all love and peace. And no harm, no foul for me. But just just fall back a little bit when you hear someone talking shit about, oh, these women are all masculine. No, we don't wanna be. We want this to be over. We want to have the feminine back. Feminine is a lot easier for us. But this masculine energy that we continuously have to put up is hard work and draining and exhausting. And, you know, it is what it is. So be more compassionate, guys. I'm tired of hearing this bullshit on fucking Instagram and podcasts and social media everywhere and it's just driving me crazy now I had to speak on it. So anyways, uh, if you are a real estate professional or in the real estate industry, uh, consider talking or getting uh, a part of the NARAP Association. Um, We have chapters all around New England and Massachusetts. I'm sorry, with... um, usa in general uh we have some we have a new chapter in puerto rico which is amazing so we have chapters all over the country and basically the whole mission about it is to provide the tools necessary to help the latin community continue prospering and future growth and future investments and just continuously help them with financial stability with their lives so that is my little plug for NAREP on this podcast. I am the president of the Boston Chapter, so I um, needed to speak on it. needed to speak about the convention, which was amazing, San Diego, which was amazing, um, and, you know, give my point of view about the damn masculine and feminine portion. And that's about it for me. That will wrap it up. I will see you guys next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye.